Yes, 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 yes. Here we are, and we're back. We're back in it. Ain't Nobody Checking For Me podcast starts right now. I'm Rachel Jarofsky. I'm Cody Wilkins, and we have returned. Here we are. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing pretty, pretty, pretty fine. Cody, how are you? I'm doing well. Let's get right into it, Rachel. I'm curious. Who's been checking for you this week? Who's been checking? Okay. Uh, so a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. WWE SmackDown has been checking for me this week um, on a whim via JR's suggestion from a few weeks back. I went ahead and I applied via LinkedIn, okay. uh, found my login information somehow, okay. some way uh, to be, I applied to be a TV writer at WWE SmackDown, which like, Apparently that show is scripted in some capacity. No, I, I, no, I thought it was all very kind of live from the heart, off the cuff. No, those, <laughs> those strong men and women are not to be trusted to uh, come up with their own monologues. Honestly, like I don't even, I haven't watched that show in so long. I'm like, do you want me to write their monologues where they like scream into the mic before they wrestle each other? Like, would that be what I'm writing? Whatever it is. Um, I applied to do it and, uh, they called a bitch back. Ayo. So I got an interview. Um, I guess, I guess if SmackDown is looking for like queer narratives about black Jewish relations, then I'm their girl, yes, 100%. <laughs> but ultimately I will take a job in any job. Um, Cody, who's checking for you? You know, Southwest airlines was checking for me hard this week because I, weeks ago I had planned to get on a flight. And go somewhere because it seemed like maybe things were okay uh, in the world of coronavirus, and that's just not the case. But Southwest has been like, "Hey, man, yo, you 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 booked that flight? You still you still trying to take that flight? Uh, we we can get you a, hotel, a rental car, like whatever it is you need, man. Look, honestly, honestly, you don't have to sit in the middle seat. You know, we we really would love it if you got on this flight. I, I know you're supposed to be C C sixty right now, but but please, no one is getting on this flight. Geez. So they've really been. Just begging me to travel, and I, I, I can't say I'm going to get on that Airbus anytime soon. So no, no. I also like I need airlines to know like I'm never gonna be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, a rental car. Like if I want a rental car, you'll fucking hear about it. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it will be predetermined. I will have been had booked that rental car. It's not going to be like, you know, let's go ahead, let's do the, let's spring for the rental car. Like I don't spring for shit. You no, know? No. No, matter of fact, it's, it's there's nothing seasonal about my spending at all. We not springing uh, or falling for no goofiness. So, geez, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wow, I feel really bad that I let that escape my mouth. But I did. Uh, <laughs> it's done. It's done. It's in the past. Uh, that kind of gets into who I'm checking for, mm-hmm. which is a new computer. I spilled a whole ass latte on my computer uh, last week, simultaneously just shattering my sanity. Um, and it is, we were hoping for, Uh, no, (laughs) thank you. Uh, um, no, I mean, she's destroyed. There's no bringing her back. Uh, so I had to go ahead and think next steps, which is a new computer to which I realized that I don't know how to just casually buy a new computer. I feel like this is now, I'm now on my third laptop and I feel like when it comes to computers, like I've got like, 
freshman year of college, new MacBook energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really always feel like I need the newest MacBook Pro right. with the 500 horsepower and, you know, the endless potential that sort of matches my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, not, there's not a machine in the world that can do that. Second of all, there's absolutely nothing casual about buying a computer. Um, no. because of all of the digits behind the dollar sign. And 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 finally, let's let's just be real with each other. Let's keep it real. You don't need a $1,500 word processor. No. You don't need a $1,500 like, porn machine. You don't need that. Like, this is 30, bitch. Buy a Lenovo and call it a day, okay? <laughs> Your potential is not that endless anymore. Just kidding, mom. I don't feel that way about myself. Um <laughs> To my mom, who who listened to this once and told me your show resonates with me, um, so that's that's who I'm checking for a new computer. Who are you checking for? Who am I checking for? Honestly, I am checking for a moving company. I'm looking for the most aggressive, straightforward, and no nonsense moving company uh, in the nation to take on. Really, what is our, our, our top moving priority right now to get uh, he who will not be named out of the White House? Because it's about time for Buddy to move out. Like, I, I I feel free of having not really paid attention to, like, how many more accounts we have since the election's kind of been quote-unquote called. But now I'm just waiting for someone to come and grab my man's by the collar and drag him out the door. Uncle Phil, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm checking for. I'm very excited for it. But I, I feel like... You're probably checking for something spectacular this evening, and I, that's more more spectacular than all the things we could check for combined. You know, something. Uh, oh, it's our guest! It's our guest, and it's a good guest who we will meet after the break. So don't be thirsty about it. We'll meet him in a minute. Our guest is the one, the only, my father, the the man who bestowed me with life, Ben Jarofsky, is in the virtual booth with us. Hey, Dad. What's going on, everybody? I can see you guys, but you can't see me. We should also say that, uh, Dad, uh, we, I did, and you currently live right next to the brown line. This is a real <laughs> Chicago guy we're talking about. Um, so you might just hear the rat tat tattle of the train every once in a while. And that is cool too. Now mom texted me, give me a call when you get a minute. <laughs> has no uh, idea what's going on here. Do you want me um, to text her and tell her not to, that we're doing this no, tape? She'll be you fine. Just, you gotta just yell upstairs. Come on. Let's <laughs> just yell. You're at home. Okay, hold on. I'm on the phone. Right. There it is. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I will go ahead and say who Ben Jarofsky is today. And I actually have a bio just committed. I got, <laughs> I got your bio committed to memory. Ben Jarofsky is the OG muckraker who's been covering local Chicago politics for the Chicago Reader since 1981. Did I get that right, Dad? Uh, well, I've been writing about Chicago politics since 1981, but I haven't been writing about Chicago politics for the reader since 81. So it's a, you know, what, okay, does that matter? So it's a distinction. Really? <laughs> I just blew that. Blew the whole goddamn bio. <laughs> 
but you, think, you know what? If I had said yes and someone was fact-checking, they go, uh, actually, I took a look and you didn't write your first article until 1984 for the readers. So. If, if Any... someone's going to be fact-checking us, first they have to be checking, <laughs> You have to be checked more before you can get fact-checked. But I appreciate, I appreciate the thorough nature uh, of your fact-checkery. It's I just so have weird. this obsessive nature, like, well, you know, that's actually not correct, or technically it's... A- Which is why you have garnered journalism prizes here <laughs> and there, like the 2010 Chicago Journalist of the Year Award from the Chicago hmm. Journalist Association and the 2010 Illinois Journalist of the Year Award from Northern Illinois University. And he is also the host of the best politics podcast in all of the United States of America. That's right. Move over the daily with Michael Barbaro. Move over, Sean Hannity. I'm talking about the Ben Jarofsky show. Yes. Which streams everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. And uh, Rachel and Cody were guests twice. I think both. I like both those interviews that you guys did, but I kind of like the first one in some ways the best because you told your whole story of how you met and got together. And so whatever, you know, that sounds really similar to my standup careers. I haven't had a set as good as the first one I ever did since then. So Mr. Drafty, we're so, we're so glad to have you here today. Um, but I, we do need to ask you a couple of questions up top, namely uh, first off, off the bat, can you tell us uh, in your own words, what it means to be checked for? You know, you think I would really know this because I've listened to every single one of your podcasts, but I suffer from from dyslexia, so Mm -hmm. I get things mixed up. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I always like have a tendency to. I really struggled this with my whole life, and uh, so to be checked for means someone's checking in with you, right? In a way, yes. In a way. (laughs) Well, let let me ask you this: What's more accurate? My answer of what to be checked for or your uh, introduction about when I started my career at the, uh, uh, in Chicago journalism. Oh, wow. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Breaking news on the Cody and Rachel show with Doesn't Nate going, know what? the name of the podcast. <laughs> That's that dyslexia. (laughs) That's that dyslexia kicking in. Okay, guys? It's like I could go the wrong way and say the wrong thing, and then um, you made a mistake. You don't even uh, need to know the name of the podcast (laughs) because, Dad, you are what me and Cody have dubbed you as the podfather. Yes. You were the one who organized us into – making this podcast and in that way you were the first and potentially only person to check for us not only people are listening not only but you were the first person to check for us and to give you a solid definition to be checked for is to be sought after to be wanted uh, you've got mm. something to bring to the table and let's just say people <laughs> are clamoring to get it yep i knew that Great. i just didn't know how to articulate it. how do you feel about being dubbed the podfather that's pretty good that's a great honor I, and i i may should i tell us like what I did, how it happened. Yeah, I mean, I didn't it. really do anything, but I just said, hey, you guys should write a, have a podcast. You're pretty funny together. You got a nice chemistry. And uh, I think we said this when you were on my podcast, right? So it's possible. And, uh, and then <clears throat> I can't remember which one of you said it, 
the response was, well, why should we have a podcast? Everybody has a podcast. And I believe my response to that was, well, does this stop you from doing stand-up? Everybody does stand-up. I mean, oh, he's talking about when he treated you, Cody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like, I, uh, I did it. <laughs> I remember. Because you're the pop father, actually, I would love to know more about how you found yourself in the radio and podcast space. Oh, man. You know, as as we all know, your podcast serves as, you know, a, if not the progressive voice of Chicago. So what's that journey been like uh, from getting into the radio space and then into the podcasting world to where you are now? Well, it's a very short journey. I went through my whole life uh, never thinking I was going to be uh, talking for money, even though I talk a lot, Cody. I'm an obsessive talker. I love talking. And I love listening to radio. And I've always listened to radio. But it was uh, a friend of uh, Hannah and Rachel's, Hannah being my oldest daughter, uh, said, hey, you got potential in radio. And he was working for a radio station in Chicago. Uh, and he invited me to be a, a guest. And uh, I did it like three or four times talking politics. And they liked me. And they, they hired me full time. I, I did that for a year and a half. And then, tying everything together, the day before uh, the Hanukkah party of 2018, the Hanukkah party was on a Friday. It was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I finished my show and I said, well, I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care, as I usually end the show. And at that moment, the program director walked into the studio and he said, Billy Bob and Joey Jack, who are the the, the people that ran run everything want to see you in the conference room. And Cody, I knew at that instant they were firing me. Mm. I knew they were firing me. So I just walked in and they, they told me, we want to hire someone with more experience than you. <laughs> in reality, me and my big mouth, Cody, talking about politics, my lefty big mouth got me in trouble. Probably said, mm-hmm. irritated a few people I shouldn't have irritated. So I was fired. So the next day was the Hanukkah party. Literally everyone I know in the world is coming to my house. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Well, other than just getting fired yesterday, everything's good. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you got to roll with the punches sometimes. But yeah, it was, it was interesting night. So anyway, you were too progressive for the quote progressive radio station. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And And they got rid of you. That's what. Cody, actually, I was actually telling Cody a little bit about the situation before, and Cody dubbed this bad checkery. 100% bad check. Yes, that's kind of like the reverse to being checked for, being right. checked out. But it worked out okay because uh, uh, one thing led to another, and the reader and the Sun-Times came together, and they gave me a podcast, gave me a nice little studio, too, which I haven't been in in a long time yeah. because of the pa- uh, pandemic. Uh, and so I actually... It's weird. I much I, I prefer podcasting much more to radio. And you're killing it. You you you've built something here, Dad. It's very cool. Yeah, I uh, I got uh, a really good uh, group of uh, listeners, and uh, they're very loyal, very smart. It's uh, we mostly do Chicago politics. Well, actually, that's not true at all. What am I saying? Um, we the news that we start the show with is generally a local Chicago politics, but then we take the deep dive into a, a lot. National news, a lot of Trump talk. I got a guy who comes on every Wednesday. His name is Monroe Anderson. Uh, I bet you anything, Cody Wilkins, that your mother knows Monroe Anderson. Honestly, when you said it, I was like, 
feel like I know Monroe. Mm. Monroe's been around Chicago a long time, uh, and uh, he can't stand Trump. So we always go, Monroe Anderson talking Trump, 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 and Trump. And he comes on, and he just trash talks Trump. And uh, so that's kind of not a lot of Trump supporters on my show. But do, we do a lot of national political talk as well as local stuff. Wow. The Ben Jarofsky sh- I mean, it's epic. It is an epic pod. And I would say even with that lame-ass radio show hiccup, like that got you to the podcast. Like the initial moment when you were checked for and they're like, hey, who should we get for, you know, AM progressive talk? Look, body Like, let's get, you know, Ben Jarofsky. And it was that initial check that got you to where you are now. Yeah. Um, I feel like, Dad, now that we're however minutes in, you feel confident in your understanding of being checked for? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's always the issue of forgetting. Right. But no, I, I got it. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Uh, it again? No, but I got it. Um. <clears throat> Well, I want to know how, because like obviously I've I've watched your career, but as a child, so it's like, do you really even know what's going on? You know, there was no like take your kid to work that you know you were working upstairs. <laughs> you know, you were just kind of yeah. type type type, Mister type 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 in a way up in the attic. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what did it look like to be checked for, or did you feel checked for all those years where you were just like grind town, pedal to the metal? You know, writing your columns for the reader. Not really. I mean, I was doing my thing. I was doing my thing. And uh, I was pretty much cut off and separated from the world in so many ways. I, and then, like, I think about it. My life has been uh, so segmented. And, and there's just, like, compartmentalized. That's the word everybody uses. So I, I had my, like, when I met Cody, I remember, you know, he called me Mr. Jarofsky. And I think it was, like, the I was so impressed that he could pronounce my name right. That was the first thing. Um, and um, so, but that that was the segment. You know what I mean? Right. That's like, so that's Rachel in the gym with her friend Cody after a basketball game. And no kid ever thinks of me as a writer for the reader. Right. No kid ever thinks of me as a guy who's obsessed with Chicago politics. It, you know, uh, it's just, that's Rachel's dad. You know, and so... That was my life, Rach, uh, from the 90s into the O's. I was writing my stories and, you know, making the living. And But for most of my life, for most of my world, it was being Rachel's dad. Like, Nate, I remember him playing baseball at Wells Park. Out His dad, he, yeah, he hitting ground balls. He was a good fielder. He played third base, as I recall. And uh, so it's like... Nate didn't know. I, oh, oh, that's Ben Jarofsky, the writer for the Reader. I particularly like your stories about Rahm Emanuel. You know what I mean? He didn't know that. It's just Rachel's dad. So you know, it's kind of been the whole. That's cool. You know, just it's great being Rachel's dad. So I'm not particularly check for her, uh, but you know, I didn't care. Hey, and then friggin' fatherhood happened, and everything went out the door. Right. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm. It, it warms my heart every time I hear the story of, of how we met because I don't know that you know this yet, <clears throat> but when we met, actually, was the very first time I I, I pronounced your entire last name up until that point. <laughs> Rachel was just Rachel J, Rachel J, Rachel J, Rachel J. I met Mr. Drowsy. I was like, "All right, man, 
There you go. Step out of <laughs> That stresses me out. A, a name pronunciation when you're like, kind of think you kind of know it, you kind of don't. There's not, that's its own, a league of its own in terms of stress. Well, you know, there are many people at uh, Whitney Young who just, Cody, I give you credit. This is called Mr. J, which <laughs> fine with me, you know, a certain Taj, she's listening, uh, and uh, who should be a guest on the show. Not that I'm telling you, micromanaging your guests, but uh, uh, anyway, um, she would just go Mr. J, which is fine with me. Or Coach Ben, a lot of people call me Coach Ben. You know, that's a lot easier than Jarofsky. All right, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. How are you still alive? Because like I'm not even 30 and I'm, I'm over here nearly over it, man. Like seriously, the other day I was watching Netflix. I scrolled to the bottom of the whole Netflix homepage and they were like, are you still alive? And I, I almost clicked no. And then so I'm just thinking, you know, this this artistic should really be aging a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about, you know, anything anything writer related, anything where you're, you're sitting in and it's your job to be in a room alone and create things, talking to a microphone and and say this is what I'm thinking. This is why you should listen. I just feel like I'm 136 years old. And so I'm so curious as to how you have continued to press on just like everyone is screaming out loud going, listen to me. And no one is really, and everyone's got earplugs in. How are you? How do you do it? How have you done it? How can I glean something from you? How can our listeners do the same? Man, damn, that's a Hold on. You know what? I'm going to stall and drink a glass of water. There you go. And then a, a, an idea will come to me. Hold on. Okay, we're going to edit this out. <laughs> this fucking Snoozeville segment. Hey, keep that in. That was good radio. Um, I don't know. Having drink, uh, had that little sip of water, I do not know the answer to that question. I am obsessive about politics uh, and... Um, I could talk about it all day uh, and I get upset. And, and the reality is uh, everything I stand for and have fought for all these years in Chicago, most of them have not happened. <laughs> so it's like uh, I was just talking about this today with, with the guy who made on my show. I had Steve James on who was the director of uh, – City So Real, we're doing all, I'm going to do a whole series on it, interviewing various people affiliated with the movie, which I urge everybody to watch. It's on Hulu. And uh, it's like, Steve, this movie is so depressing. I hate to say it because it just shows how difficult it is for democracy to flourish and triumph in Chicago, how Chicago is such a wired city. It's controlled by the most powerful people in the city. Uh, and they really... It's as long they get, they want theirs, and they don't really care about everybody else. Putting it mildly, so I've been fighting this fight, uh, Cody, since the '80s. I guess I'm stubborn. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, totally. I just nope. I'm gonna keep doing this until I can't do it anymore. Maybe this time I'll win. <laughs> the other guys are like, Ugh, you'll never win. <laughs> so I'm just really stubborn, I guess. This. And the reader has been, it's still around. It really is. So, Shout out yeah, where I got my health insurance as a child. <laughs> the reader health Ew. insurance had the whole family on. I'll tell you what. Yep. I think the dog was on the plan too. Yeah. Nikki <laughs> was on that plan. Yeah. What, Dad, you mentioned like 
that you were, or maybe Cody mentioned, but there was mention of just like you doing your thing up in the study, just telling your, you know, writing the stories you want to write. And it's, you know, I'm not a journalist. You pretty vehemently steered me away from that. (laughs) I did, you know, want to be a food critic in um, high school, which is pretty random. And you said, don't go into journalism. Um, But I do feel like there's a similarity between all of us and that we're all telling stories. So what stories do you feel like you're drawn to telling? You know, I, um, it's, it's not a, like a, a specific thing in the story, mm-hmm. but, uh, but a story, and this is so basic and obvious, uh, has that with a, that has an arc to it. You know, I love those. In other words, we, you meet somebody and they themselves, whether they realize it or not, have the ability to tell their see I deal in uh, uh, not uh, nonfiction so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with real life sources right. and so they themselves have an ability to tell a story with a beginning and a middle and an end uh, and they may not do it straight you know they may not realize it uh, while they're telling the story but as I'm hearing it I'm arranging it chronologically in my own head. Right. Uh, and I, I constantly do that. I try to peep when I'm interviewing someone, I try to get them to, to think chronologically, always trying to put it in a chronological order. Cause that's the easiest way for me to arrange the material when I'm, uh, assembling it. So it's like when you meet that rare person and there's quite a few of them actually in Chicago, Chicago's a city of, uh, talkers. Uh, that's one thing you'll see when you see city so real, it's people t- the gift the gab. And um, so when you meet somebody who can just bring it, you know, and uh, it's got a way with words, is not afraid to go on a tangent Mm -hmm. and then can come back to where they were before they went on the tangent. That's what I, it it almost doesn't matter what the particular issue is that we're writing about. It's that ability just to, you know, to deliver the goods, so to speak. And then I'll take it and polish it and put it in some kind of order and meaning and connect it to a larger theme, if you will. But that the, the people who have that gift, that's what I'm drawn to. Right. I've met a few of them over the years. Yeah. You do. You love you love a classic character. You always have. And Chicago's got a, a fair number of them, you know. I can say in 3,000 words what should have been and could have been said in three. <laughs> and then it's like okay wrap it up get the idea and put it out there (laughs) nothing nothing hurts like a a a grown adult like a real a real grown adult someone i'm thinking like 50 plus listening who's given me the time of day to listen to a story of mine eventually interrupting to say oh oh, okay land the plane (laughs) 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 happened enough times I know. It's like, did I become an adult? Because in those moments, it doesn't feel like that happened. It doesn't. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, what I'm what I'm gleaning from what you said is that, like, hey, you're not even really the the uh, storyteller. You're just getting it out of these natural. There's a bunch of just like naturally born storytellers out there in the world whose stories are ripe for the picking, and you're coming around and you're picking those stories. But I would say, little known fact, cat's out of the bag, you have a whole ass 
uh, trophy case full of journalism awards in your study. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and brag for a second. You got several awards. I named them off. Uh, and though, to me, those are items of, of, uh, of, of checkery of being checked for, um, to what degree are you like, Oh yeah. And then I won that award. Like how long <laughs> are you able to really enjoy the buzz, um, from, from some, from something, some celebratory token like that before it sort of wears off and you're back to, you know, the everyday go of it. So basically one of my many problems, Cody, I feel like I'm really sharing these things with you. One of my many problems is I can't appreciate the moment. Mm. So it's like you guys say, well, it must have been brutal when I got fired and I had to meet everyone I knew in the world the next day. It wasn't that bad because I don't like – it's the flip side of not appreciating getting an award. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's sort yeah. of like, well, that sh- shit happens. And, and I was actually – I was like mad at the, the station and thought they were a bunch of wimps. You know what I mean? So I wasn't like, I'm worthless. I, I you know, I don't exist. I'm not existent. I should just, just die. You know what I mean? I wasn't feeling it that way. I was like, man, fuck those guys. They just, well, you know, you try to tell the truth in this town on a progressive radio station and they fire you for being too progressive? Mm. Is that ridiculous or what? That's kind of my attitude, you know? So the reverse is, yeah, I won an award. Got you it. know? Yeah. Right. You know, I'm like, yeah, I won an award. I mean, it's over there on the shelf. But if you see my shelf now, it's all, they're all, it's all messed up in here. So I guess those are, you know, I should learn to, what is the smell of roses or whatever? Or just enjoy life, you know. But I really enjoy that that take on it. Look, it's a double edged sword not being able to relish the present. However, if if we believe that if you live by the sword, die by the sword, and in this instance, the sword is attention, uh, then what you kind of just described, so far as I see it, is is the sword is out of sight, out of mind. You know, like if if the praise can't gas you to the point of leading you off the, the straight and narrow, then the absence of praise or any sort of derogatory marks about your work can't pull you off either. You're you're kind of invincible. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic to me. Um, teach me. Teach me. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> me. Make well, me like water, you know. <laughs> I'm not invincible. Uh, that's for certain, but, uh, I, I like, I won't even, I don't even want to engage with it. So, um, like if you go back and look at the articles that are online at the reader, the vitriol written about me that goes down, (laughs) they say everything in the world they can about me. Uh, so I was like, I won't even read it. And, uh, because like, I don't want to engage in it. You, you know what I'm mm-hmm. just um, and so uh, so I, I I probably miss some praise as well but well, well you know I just don't want to feed on it one way or the other here's what we'll do we oh, the listeners have already heard you now here on our show uh, the diehards have heard you when we've been on your show um, which is to say uh, my mother has also heard you before she <laughs> follows me everywhere it's great um <laughs> But 
I would like you to to let the listeners know where they can come check and see on, on their own. Uh, the, 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 don't believe the hype, but also don't listen to the haters. So go ahead, tune in and see and get your own opinion popping. What is it and where is it? Tell us exactly how we can come check out more of Ben Jarofsky and Ben Jarofsky's show. Because clearly, motherfuckers got to know for themselves. Well, just, you know, this is really embarrassing. Uh, wherever you pod, wherever you podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they say? You know, wherever you podcast. Right. As if Spotify it's or, or wherever you podcast. Uh, so I'm not even sure if I'm on Spotify. But uh, I know I'm not. So you can get it at the Chicago Reader, R-E-A-D-E-R which is uh, my home port. You can Google my name, J-O-R-A-V, as in victory, S-K-Y. And, uh, you know, you you do that, boom, you'll see the Ben Jarofsky show. That's what I always tell people. You know, they're like, it's like, it's kind of annoying and a little passive aggressive, Cody, Mm -hmm. if I may share this with you. Um, And I'm not addressing this to your question because your question was a helping me but it's like it's particularly this is something that people will do like oh you have a podcast huh i never heard of that how do i find your podcast you're like like, motherfucker google google ever heard of it just go look at the freaking you know that's a kind of a passive-aggressive way it's like i never heard of you (laughs) hey that's a so you know I've, 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 there's a lot of passive aggressive things. I'm really getting a lot of stuff out. There's a lot of passive aggressive things people do, uh, but that's one, you know, oh, I find it. Right, right. Oh, it's right. such a mystery how to find, how to find something. If you know how to spell my name, you can find anything about me. And you probably already know where it is, by the way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But you're pretending like, oh, it's so baffling. I spend my whole life on a cell phone, but I can't find your podcast. So anyway. Well. You can find the Ben Jarofsky show by typing that shit into Google or going to Apple Podcasts or going to any other place where you can find a podcast. And that's what, Dad, that's what you want people to be checking for from you the podcast, of course. Yes. What else? Really want you to check it out. Uh, and my, this, I still write for the reader. And so you can check out my stories in the reader. And I'm hoping to have Cody and Rachel. Return the favor. Next week, uh, if we make it, yeah. the virus doesn't get us on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to do like a boomerang and circle back. You know what I'm saying? Circle on back. Yes. Circle on back. Well, Dad, thanks so much for doing the pod. We got Ben Jarofsky, my dad, my very own dad, in the booth, the man, the myth, the legend, to use one of his phrases. Dad, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. We out. Bye bye. Check